What is up, best friends? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for April 24th, and I'm here with Gary Witta. We're back. For Weta Wednesday. All right. It's a Weta Wednesday. <laughs> if you watched the last time we were on together, this is our second time, I think. Is, so we haven't haven't hosted together like forever, and yep. now suddenly two, two very, very quickly, yeah. I feel like we're getting a rapport now, so I'm liking Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We, I, I, we're never going to come up with anything as good as, as Frandria, but like, I don't know. <laughs> we do need a celeb name. Fr- Fritter? I don't know what you, what, what do you want to Fritter Fritter's pretty good, Fritter. actually. I don't know what you want to call it. We did not prep that. I'm liking it. Uh, let us know in the comments if you have a better celebrity. Fr- Frandria takes some beating. Yeah, Frandria is pretty solid, because you get the half and half <laughs> it's of perfect. each It's name. perfect. It's perfect. Um, real quick, a little bit of the usual housekeeping up front. Of course, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, which you can catch at 10 a.m. Pacific time live right here on Twitch TV slash Kind of Funny Games. If you don't watch it live, you can catch it over at YouTube.com uh, slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, same URL almost for both of them. Um, in don't addition, all those podcast services as well. Yes. And of course, podcast services around... The globe. This is what I get for not um, reading the script because I mostly know it at this point. I've but you done totally it captured uh, Greggy there. That was great. Yeah, I just I don't have the papers. He prints stuff out, so he's uh, better prepared. Yeah, he he really is better prepared. He really is. <laughs> I love the dry humor. He thought he was going to get when me. I when I when I usually come in when Greg's hosting. When I show up in the office, he's like hunched over the computer, like frantically putting the the show notes together. This morning, you rolled up in a, in an Uber, like right as I showed up, like find his little show going. Hey, how's it going? Are like, you going to we'll say limo? Look, let's do the show. Right here, yeah, yeah, yeah but we we could have done it on the street. That's how uh, prepared I am. I, li- I kind of like street 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 K- uh, KFGD is the way to yeah. do it. Street style. Barry, can we get a camera on the street tomorrow? No, no. Friday. No, Barrett's no fun. <laughs> Barrett, I might ask you about Persona later. If uh, you're a Persona guy, right? Hell yeah, I we am. got some Persona so news today. I was just chatting uh, to Barrett about Persona before the show. All right, we want to get into the news. There's actually some good news today, but let me finish up on my uh, bumbled housekeeping notes. If you are watching live, you know that you have a very special job. Head to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. There's no apostrophe in there, of course. Uh, And let us know if we're wrong on anything in the show. Major corrections only, please. We do have to read those live. So I'd appreciate it only if it needs to be noted. Um, In addition to that, remember, if you are a bronze member or above, you can head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. And you can get your questions on the show. Right, Gary? That's right. That's right. What is that? Like, like uh, bronze is like a dollar. It's nothing. What is that? <laughs> it's nothing. It's like, you know, it's less than a cup of coffee. It's like a diner. It's a cup of coffee at a diner. It's not even That's like right. a Starbucks. <laughs> it's nothing. There is a $1 tier for exclusive shows, but the bronze tier is $5. Oh, the bronze tier is $5, but there is, there's also a $1 tier. Okay. $5, still, $5 is still nothing to get. $5, it's, again, it's a cup of coffee. What is it these days? In, in San today's Francisco, fucked up economy. Yeah. It's really sad that if it is a cup of I mean, it is. Like, in a lot of places, it's close to uh, It's the a thick cup of end of five, these days. You don't get much change out of $5 for a cup of coffee most yeah. places. I'll tell you the thing that makes me sad about inflation today is burritos. I remember mm. in San Francisco coming <laughs> here and getting like the regular burrito. You know, I don't want any of the guacamole or any of that. Not that I'm against I just don't like a messy burrito, right? Okay. So I get the regular. All right. Um, there was like four fifty, five fifty range for quite some time. And I I mean, I think I just grabbed one the other day. I was reflecting. I was like, like a, it like was a, like 12.50. Like a regular like, taqueria kind of place? Yeah, just a burrito at taqueria. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that's why they still have Taco Bell. If you want that 99 cent burrito, they'll, they'll, they'll hit the spot. You're going to pay for it in other ways. You would definitely will. You'll pay for it at the other end. <laughs> I, I love Taco Bell, but I like to eat it after 2 a.m. only. It's kind of my general rule. So again, uh, hopefully I didn't miss any of that major housekeeping. But also, May the 4th is coming up. Quick Vancouver. So be sure to head over to kindoffunny.com slash event 
events and get all the details for the upcoming meet and greet again in Vancouver on May the 4th, kindoffunny.com slash events. Thank you so much to our Patreon producers as well for helping make today's show's uh, show possible. All of the shows, actually, it is plural. Tom Bach, Blackjack, James Davis, and Muhammad Muhammad. And today, also helping make the show possible, we're brought to you by Quip, Experian, and Brooklinen. But I will tell you about that one later. On today's show, we're going to talk about Switch is per- perhaps getting a new version sooner than later. It seems like every time I'm on the show, there's a new rumor. Persona 5 Royale details. Barrett, I'm going to need you back soon for that. Fortnite and Iron Man, we know Avengers mode is coming tomorrow. There's a little bit of a teaser out there. Maybe you can fly around like Tony Stark and a lot more. So for now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories five stories today oh bakers what's the, what's, what's the top story top story i chose is of course nintendo switch who okay. doesn't like talking about when switch is in the hardware. news it's usually the top story because we all love the switch i will tell you yeah you've been in in the industry forever you know that hardware news doesn't matter even if it's true or not maybe we made it up no i have some sources on this one that uh well i read other reports but uh they always trend right i mean it's people it's always want to know about the new hardware want to know about the future it's like uh those new teslas people can't get enough of the details on absolutely them, right? okay so we're, let's start with our first story there's a cheaper switch possibly headed out as soon as june 2019 now there's been a lot of rumors a lot of change ups in this story so this is really just the latest in a long line of reports that there's maybe a couple nintendo switch versions out there there was rumored there's a smaller one coming it'll be cheaper also there's a next gen version or it's a more enhanced version and that's coming later and then another story that maybe it's not coming well there's <laughs> new details coming in uh this is summed up by matt perslow over at ign thank you for that this uh, update is from today a new report indicates that Nintendo will launch a new, cheaper version of Nintendo Switch by the end of June with a, quote, modest upgrade to the existing model allegedly coming later uh, this year. A modest upgrade. So that's the second version. I guess it's not enhanced anymore. Two different SKUs that we're talking about here. A cheaper one and an upgraded one. Yeah, but this is what we'll talk about. The upgraded one seems to be the biggest one in question, and now it's coming from being Nintendo Switch enhanced pro version to maybe Nintendo Switch modest version. Um, So in a financial report by Bloomberg, a small excerpt suggests the cheaper Switch model is coming very soon. An outright, quote, more powerful version is allegedly not in the works, though boosts, or simply a, oops, sorry, I skipped a line, uh, though details on that claim are more sparse. So whether that alludes to a true PS4 Pro or Xbox One X-like hardware boost, or simply a series of hardware redesigns akin to the DS Lite remains to be seen. Um, the report is based on claims from two unnamed sources. The claims partially line up with earlier reports from before. We knew the Wall Street Journal uh, suggested Nintendo is planning on launching two new versions of Nintendo Switch this year. Again, we've heard this a lot. The cheaper model uh, described in the Bloomberg report appears to be an attempt to boost sales growth. Again, the re- why are they doing this, which we'll talk about, and could very well remove things like vibration to cut costs and the description description of this modest upgrade sounds less like an all new model and more of some change up. So, okay, let's start with the first thing. Do you believe there's a new 
switch coming that's maybe cuts out vibration, um, changes things up to get the cost down I'm open this summer. To, I'm open to it. Um, <laughs> I guess one of my questions is... Not whether you want it. Do you think it's going to happen? You've, you've been around No, I'm, I'm, I'm open to the possibility oh, yeah. that it's a real thing. I, I'm, I'm open-minded about it. I, 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 I neither disbelieve it nor passionately think it's real. I'm thinking like, yeah, why not? Yeah. But I, I, I feel like I'm kind, of, I'm kind of in the middle here. I guess my biggest question is... Why now? The, the the Nintendo Switch is still relatively young in its life cycle, right? It's not like a it's not like an aging system. It's over two years, I know. But we live, we live, we live in an or age now where systems last way oh. way longer than that. Like, if anything, console generations, especially as they get boosted by the Pro and the yeah. One X type upgrades, the generations uh, this generation's been around a long time. That's true. So I would say two years in is not a time to start thinking about hardware revisions on new versions. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it doesn't seem like Switch sales are flagging or anything. It seems like they're still doing great. So I'm not quite sure why now, at this relatively early point in the life cycle, they need to do this, other than to say, maybe, maybe it's just a very aggressive move. Maybe they're saying, the Switch is doing great. Let's double down. Let's make it available to even more people at a lower price point. So I don't know. I read a little this morning about some of the features of the existing Switch that they may be able to cut back on to get the price down. I mean, there, and there are a lot of ways to do that. You think about the detachable controllers. You did, so one, one rumor that I uh, read this morning, I think it might have been in that same article, is that this new version may not be dockable. It may just be a pure handheld. So there's a number of ways Did that they... Did say that when I, <coughs> I, read, I didn't so see that. I, I, well, again, it's one of the things that got tossed up in the rumor mill. Um, so there's any... So again, I'll throw the question back to you. If there's a cheaper... Let's let's assume that, the, that we know there's a cheaper version of the Switch coming let's for the sake of argument let's just say that's a given what does that look like what what what, what are yeah. they what are the, what do they scale back on to make a cheaper version of the switch sure okay a couple comments uh nintendo is in my uh history is good to judge by uh historically you know what do they do the interesting part about nintendo switch is seemingly it right is to solve for the fact that 3ds was great in its own right Wii U was failing as a console. So how do they bring those worlds together? Well, they came up with Switch, right? And now like the 3DS is basically at the very, very end. Um, there's no announced plans, right, for a successor to that. So how do you solve for that? Well, they've got a, they've already got the Switch. So why not make a cheaper version? And I'll note, you know, a little bit about that history, but also why oh, not? So you, think, so you think a cheaper version of the Switch could essentially be a, a, a replacement, a true replacement for the 3DS? Yes. Okay. And I think that, that maybe there is, right? There's no 4DS. There's no, right. uh, you know, you're not going to jump in uh, different time and space continuums with that next version. It's interesting. When, um, you t when you talk about what Nintendo's done historically, you have to kind of switch. You have to kind of look at both the, the typical, the regular consoles and the handouts. That's right. Historically, they have not with done, done add-ons or upgrades. They just move on to the next one, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have this... They, you know, the, the, the NES was the NES. The SNES was the yeah, SNES. They, the N64 was the N64. There wasn't like an N64 Plus yeah, they or would an add-on or something. Pack-ins or the expansion pack. But on the handheld side, all they ever did was iterate, right? right? How many different Game Boys Game Bo were there? Yeah. How many different 3DSs have there been? That's right. And the Switch is both a, both a, a desktop and a handheld console. So That's right. know, I'm, I'm open to believe that either, whatever Nintendo's philosophy is, it's you know that, that's why I'm open to believing that there might be um, some truth to these rumors. That's right. So let's look at a couple things. Um, I was trying to remember the exact. So 3DS was uh, announced in 2010. I think in June. I think I was there for that. And then in uh, February of 2011, it came out. And then it was about a year and a half, I think, that they released the slightly... I think it was ever so slightly, or about the same, let's call it. They actually released the XL first. Yeah, the XL, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that came out. And about then I think came the new 3DS... 
Uh, you, well, that's in there too. There's a bunch of those versions, but where I'm going with this is the 2DS. The 2DS you, you was... the 2DS. So you, so you think that what we might be seeing is a Switch version of the 2DS? Yes, in, in its own way. And the, and the thing that I was trying to remember is they targeted... Okay, when we saw 2DS, first of all, everybody's like, wow. We all went through the N-Gage taco phase. Um, I don't think we need another one of those. And 2DS was like this this pie wedge, yeah. cake wedge. Th- it was really hideous, in my opinion. You know, it, it was a it was like a ramp. You could maybe use it for your Hot Wheels. Additionally, um, I just saw Ant Man yesterday, so I'm thinking about that stuff. <laughs> thinking about Hot Wheels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why else would I think of Hot Wheels? So. You get the point. That was about 150 bucks, I think. So they brought it down from it was around 299, 250. Significant cost cutting to try to make it simpler, cut out the 3D stuff. So yeah, and the way that's that they made it, and, and the way they made it cheaper was by cutting back on a lot of features that people kind of felt were extraneous about them. I mean, as much as people loved it, the irony of the 3DS, as much as people loved it, the 3D was. I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I don't think I I, I kept that slider down pretty much all the time. The 3D, yeah. once the gimmick of it went away, I very rarely played games with yeah. the 3D on. I just turned it off, and I think they realized that that's that's a feature that is expensive for us, and no one's really gonna gonna mourn it if it goes away. So let's get rid of it and make a cheaper version. Right. The, so you know, the, just the the actual industrial design, the hinged. The clamshell thing, like getting rid of all that, makes the production cheaper as well. Like, the t- I don't know, was it was the two DS a hit? I don't know. Was it like a sales success? I don't know. I don't Maybe you're wrong. Can tell us. Yeah, let us know. Nintendo has a web page, I believe, for its hardware sales. It certainly does. If you search Nintendo Japan, they have like for investor reports, like top selling console. You could check there. Maybe um, let us know. I I don't recall it being like a massive hit, but. Um, Regardless, that you know, I don't think we can necessarily judge. We've seen versions of DS Lite and everything in between. So, well, I come back to the question of again posing it to you: What does a slimmed down version of the Switch look like? What are they? What are they? What what can they dispose of? Yeah. So, for starters, I believe the report about getting rid of vibration. Um, I think it's a cool feature, but building it into those very small controls, said I assume, is a little costly, a little delicate. Well, if you, I mean, if you, if, you know, it. those controllers are eighty bucks for a set. I mean, they they alone are not cheap. Yes. Um, and it is very fancy rumble that they have, you know, the yeah, HD yeah. rumble. Exactly, the HD rumble. And so, like, yeah, I think stripping that out alone could be a big deal. The screen, frankly, in my opinion, is not that great in the first place, but maybe they can bring the, I mean, screens have changed anyway, so maybe there's a newer, cheaper screen tech, change that up a little bit, hopefully keep battery life still in Yeah, check. I mean, you make a good point. I mean, some some of the some of the things that they, that they make economies on may not, may not be things that you even notice. It might just be that two years later, the screen's that much cheaper now. Yeah. So I got another question, and this one definitely could use some help on. Is there any chance, because much like the 2DS remove 3D, which you're like, wow, that's a major feature of games, do you think we could see a version that removes the taking the controllers off? Because that could probably significantly change it. Like, is it required for anything? I was trying to remember. Well, it's not, you, right? I, mean, I don't think it can be because every game has to be able to, has to, be able to support the, the handheld configuration, right. right? So so there you go. You could possibly get rid of the accelerometer stuff, you know, steering, no multiplayer. It's just your on-the-go Nintendo Switch uh, light um, is maybe what it's going to be. I think, so. I think you know, uh, maybe, maybe a cheaper screen, um, I don't think it'll get any smaller. I think it would be the same. I don't think there's a lot of latitude to make the screen any smaller than it is. But my guess would be 
Um, taking away the detachable controllers, taking away the rumble, a couple of things that like we're not we're not that fussed about. What do you think about the uh, the the docking? If they if they, again if they take the, if they if that dock sells for a hundred bucks by itself, and I know that's obviously yeah. vastly inflated, but if they were to take the yes. dock away and say, look, here's just the not not that it won't be dockable, just that they'll sell you one without they'll just sell you one without the dock, and if you want to dock it, right. you would buy that later later date. Oh, oh yeah, no, I don't. Well, first of all, it doesn't. Uh, oh, that's right, it does come with one dock. It comes today. with a dock. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, which is the question? Do I think it will come with a dock? No. Right. Do I think it's compatible? Yes. Is a great question. Well, because that to me is the, the, the you know the magic of taking your. It's your, called switch. The, you can switch to. It's time to switch. <laughs> yeah. The magic of taking your three uh, your switch. I'm sorry, and putting it in a dock and having that image immediately throw. The, the, the first time I did that is even though yeah. it's not a technological marvel, I just go. That's but magic. It, but it I works. loved it. It works. It's that it doesn't feel cheap. And I don't works. think there's a lot of money to be saved in taking out whatever connectors are necessary to do the docking. It's the actual dock them dock itself. So I think they could I think they could save a ton of money and make it much cheaper just by getting the dock out. Oh yeah. And let, I, and letting you purchase the dock at a later date if you decide, if you decide you do want to dock it. But they're not going to make it undockable. That would be crazy. Yeah, it's funny you hit on something really important I hadn't thought about, which is it actually sells with the dock, which mm -hmm. we know is there's no way it costs 70 or 75 bucks. It's I think that's for hundred bucks. The dock is it hundred now? Yeah, because we used bought, to be about. We bought, we bought a second dock to put in our bedroom so we could play Switch in the bedroom. It's a, it's a hundred dollar item. Gotta look up now because otherwise, on you're wrong. You, you, no, I'm seeing on games. Oh no, used was. No, I'm seeing around sixty or seventy bucks. Did I think the off? retail is a hundred bucks, the, and the Nintendo retail is like ninety nine ninety. That's great. Okay, regardless, it's eighty five dollars on Amazon. Okay, so there what you go. What the heck is going on with this? It used to be right around the seventy. But the question is, what well, so, I mean, the markup on that? I'm sure is is huge. Look, the question is, what do they actually save by not having to put it in the box? Right. So Pro I don't think it's nearly that much, but um, they absolutely save, and I hadn't thought about that. I think it's a good point. No, absolutely, they're not going to sell you a cheaper version and and give you this dock that's going to no, be 100 the, the, the dockability of it is it. absolutely key to its appeal so they're not going to take that away they're just going to make it optional and you can upgrade to a dock at a, at a later time and maybe there's a cheaper version of the dock that is coming there are third-party docks you can buy as well that are cheap right and i mean i think that is the important question though i don't know the more i i think about the bold moves they've made is there a chance that they would um yeah, that they would literally take that dock out. Could they do it over USB-C? So if it's got a USB-C connection, could could they? I once joked, but could they somehow solve it by um, not having that adapter on the bottom? So I don't know if that's really expensive. I agree with you. I don't think it's the right move. The appeal of Nintendo Switch is play it on both. So I think there's a lower chance. I'm just speculating. The same with anything I said about Switch Lite. I mean, I'm just for the sake of conversation. What I actually think, I don't know. <laughs> you know. So let's let's let's, ass let's assume that they make some of these moves. Let's 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 assume that we're right and it's a big if but let's yeah. assume that we're right about oh, all this right. stuff the, the 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 they take away the detachable controllers they take away the dock they take away hd rumble and some of the other things that we can live without yeah. um what do you so the whole point of this the whole reason to do this yeah. is to have a more aggressive price right, cost 2.99 today right it's a couple so what do you think what, what do you think their target would be for a cheaper version to make that really compelling i mean 250 or 200 no, a uh, two hundred. I think okay. the one ninety nine price mark is a sweet spot. Um, oh my god, they would also, ship so many copies, so many units at one ninety nine. It gets it out there to be super competitive. We were just talking about this for the all digital Xbox, right? Um, and everyone sort of had that feeling, like, oh, it's still over two hundred. It's just like 
It's when something costs four ninety nine. I'm telling it's you, it's not five oh one, and your brain says, right, we're at well, that. And that's mark. the whole reason why the ninety nine ninety nine things exist. Is that that's is right. the bullshit? There's not it, that one penny makes you think it's much cheaper than it really is. Yeah, it's not. A, into it's the not five hundred. It's four ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah. Um, but I, I've always <laughs> had this theory that people only really respond to price moves when the first digit goes down. So like two ninety nine to two forty nine doesn't feel like a huge deal. Yeah. But two forty nine to one ninety nine feels like a bigger it, deal. You're right. Exactly, because it goes from two to one. It's half right. the price. It's oh my God, that's yeah, so much right. cheaper. Again, the way that fucked up way our brains work, that's that, <laughs> it's that's half right. the price. And right now, so now with the with the um with the Xbox uh one SAD, and I swear they should have come up with something better than the, I told you there's an the Xbox One SAD. Have you heard uh, at the end, see they also say the Xbox One S all digital edition. There's an E at the oh, end. Oh so I it's Shade. Did you have you heard me say this? <laughs> no. You're kidding me. Thank you. And in the comments, people keep saying that they don't think Shade is pronounced that way. Say, yes, of course it is. You, you no guys one listen to a Shade you song. You got to grow up in the nineties. Um, so right now, my point is being that with, with the Xbox One Shade, and that is now what I'm Thank absolutely you, calling Gary. it. I love this. They man. now occupy the low end of the market <laughs> at two four. I still think that it's too high, but it's that they now occupy the low end of the market. If Nintendo went to 199, which again I'm not, I, I don't know how much their hardware components and their manufacturing costs, but if they could get to 199 with a with a um, with a, a slim down switch, I, I think that would be amazing. They absolutely can. I have no doubt that they can and they will, and I think that is the target. Because to your earlier point, what good is? We've redesigned, there's rumors of the redesign too, that it's not like the current one. I mean, it, maybe it's not like dramatic, but it's going to be like tightened up or whatever. That's where I almost believe maybe the, the controllers don't come off. It's going to be aggressive in my opinion. That's the only way to be, they, that is a market that nobody else owns right now. The Switch owns it and it's in jeopardy as new consoles are coming. So how can they make sure they go on the road, compete against phones, all the above. So get out, you know, a decent touch screen, 199, et cetera. And I think here's the only position. thing about, I, here's why I don't think they would do um, uh, the 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 untouchable undetachable controllers. Feels yeah. a bit weird to me because if you do decide to dock it, let's say they hit the dock it as well, you do decide to dock it later on, then you've got to, if, the, if the controllers don't come off, yeah. then you've got to go buy a pro controller or another set of Joy Cons as well as the dock. So it would actually end up probably being more expensive to get it to where the regular Switch is now. But yeah, if, then you got to. There were eighty-five dollar dock, an eighty-dollar controller. A but again, the three DS, <laughs> the three DS was a perfectly viable. I mean, they they made a fortune on the three DS. If there are plenty of people that say like, I don't particularly, I'd actually be fascinated to see what the stats are if Nintendo have this kind of research of like uh, the of, of all the people that are playing the Switch, how much time is spent playing on the big screen docks and how much time is spent playing handheld. I'm sure Nintendo oh, have done have that, research. that research. Yeah, I, you got to wonder if there's um, data that they track actually because there's no reason you couldn't put a tracker on. And that let's data. say for example that Nintendo had numbers, very, very well-researched numbers that said, oh my God, sure 80% of the time that people spend playing the Switch, it's undocked. And you know what? They and they could even they could even get this data. Let's not forget, you're always connected to Wi-Fi. They could be pulling that data. The, That's the Switch knows if it's docked or, or not. Or even docked. If, if yeah, even if it's stored in a database and sent it when you do connect or right. whatever. So so let's say they had let's say they had numbers that said, oh okay, we now know that 85 percent of the time spent playing the Nintendo Switch is spent playing handheld only without a dock. We could make a lot of money getting rid of the dock, which not that many people yeah, are using. I, and 
I, the dock is still there for people that want it, but for many people that yeah. want to get in and only want to play handheld, well, here's a cheaper yeah, version I, I that I maybe you jump you, on. Yeah, I don't even think you need to rationalize that. It's like that's the obvious way to get potential costs down. I don't think it costs much, but more than that, taking the rumble out, that's the rumor. Redesign. I think you're right on speculating that the controllers uh, would, would still come off. It's a very good point. Like Now, if you can dock it, what do you do? Right. You're going to buy a controller. Maybe that's a bridge too far, but we shall see. Rumors of the enhanced version. Now, that's the one I want. We don't have uh, too much time to talk about that because we got more stories. That's the one I'm interested in. Yeah, I want a more powerful like? 60 frames per second. Breath of the Wild is okay. what I say. Um, now, would, want, now, would games all be the same? Would there be games now that only work on the enhanced Switch? Or would all the games stay the same? You just get better. Cross would it be like the, would it be like the One X? So some games yes. are enhanced for it or not? Exactly. Okay. I think it'd be like that. It gets closer to the world of PC. And you know, when you play a game like Fortnite, telling people that, like, hey, it just looks better now. Right. Um, anything like that. And obviously for first party games, I mean, again, you could play Breath of the Wild at 60. 60 frames at 1080p on the go as well. Now I'm down. So how much do we really need that enhancement? That's one of the th- that one of the yeah, things you're giving that- them reasons for. This is why I'm starting to get worried. They say, "Well, we're not sure about this modest upgrade." That doesn't excite me. That's it doesn't. The and, and the point I was going to make is the Switch is no slouch as is. It's a very impressive piece of hardware for what it is. I mean, it's running. Yeah. You know. Obviously, it's never going to be as powerful as... I mean, I don't know what, for example, like Mortal Kombat 11 looks like on the Switch compared to it's, PlayStation and Xbox. I know, I know it's going to be a bit of a downgrade. I wouldn't say it's powerful um, in any way, but for the price point, it's it's alone in its own right. And I think that's what makes it special. Is there's You can buy you know a $500 phone as part of a plan, and phones have more processing power in a lot of ways, or tablets, and you get the idea. But 720p on the go is not bad. You know what I mean? When I, I'm, I'm a kind of a snob when it comes to the specs. So I'm not super impressed with the way that games run on a next-gen console that's in, you know, 2017 launch or whatever. But I was impressed with everything that packed into a 299 console. It's oh, one yeah. Of them, you know, but look, Xbox One S is 299. Just do the math. Wait, huge differential in price. Okay, that's that's the problem that I see. So... Anyway, let's move on to the next story. We can always come back around. Okay. Um, unless you have a final thought there. No, just that, you know, I think, I, 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 the more I think about it, I think it might be a smart move. You know, obviously the PS4 has the Pro, the Xbox has the, 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 has the X. Um, I think if, you know, two years have passed, you know, technology gets better all the time. If Nintendo um, think that it's a smart move to release a new, as long as it's fully compatible with everything, and you don't create like a two-tiered system, which is the, you're following the yeah. model that the Pro and the X have done, which is to say, if you have an X, the games are going to look that much better. But no one's, you're not frozen out of anything if you don't have that. All the games still run. They just run a little bit better on the newer version. Um, I think that would be great. I, I yeah. would probably jump on that. Exactly. So I'm excited for the market for the expanding of, of, you know, bringing Switch to more places, but I want the enhanced or modest version. We'll see if that ever comes into play. Let's move on to our next story. Barrett Courtney. Oh, I see Barrett setting up. He's posting up the, the boss mic baby's here. here. Barrett, did you read the Persona 5 Royale news today? Coming in 2020 with new characters and a third semester. Have you read this? Can you sum up what you've heard or should I read the story first? Go through the story because I've just okay. been reading a bunch of summaries on Twitter. Yeah. Let's sum up the story here, which also comes from Matt Perslow over at IGN. Uh, Gary and I haven't played Persona 5, right? I've played I, I oh, played, yeah. I played about 150 hours oh. of Persona 5. For some reason, <laughs> beautiful. I'm, I'm on Team Persona. 
Yes. All right. Yeah, I've got some backup today. Everybody else can shame me in the comments, but these guys you are good to go. You need to get go. into Persona 5. I would love to. It's the time. Let me, let's not get into that right now. It so, is a time sink. The story. You just said over 100 hours. Okay. So the story goes, Persona 5 Royale, an expanded re-release of Persona 5 will launch later this year in Japan, right? So that's 2019 for the Japanese market, but the Western release is due in 2020. In fact, they put that in the little teaser, uh, like 15 second teaser that they put up a video. I mean, localizing those games is not a small right. job. Gonna, right? It's a gonna, huge deal. We're going to talk yeah. about that. Hold that thought. So the announcement was conducted in Japanese, but Twitter user Mystic, a reliable source of Persona news, has offered a translated uh, series of tweets and details. It's just, I'm sure somebody's done a great job as well of translating by now. But, you know, the news comes in hot in the morning and this is where we were at when we pulled it in. This is what it says. This new version announced by Atlas Today features a substantial set of new additions that expand on a variety of Persona 5's features. The most significant is a new semester of school to oh, play wow. through, which presumably will add a fair few more hours of the story to the game. Would love you guys' perspective in a moment. There is also a new addition to the Phantom Thieves gang, Kasumi Yoshizawa. Yeah, Kasumi Yoshizawa. She previously teased in the first Persona 5 uh, Royal Reveal. She was teased then and caused players to wonder if the game would add a playable female protagonist. So today's news suggests that this is not the case. She's a transfer student and appears to be a party member. Okay, so it also appears that there will be a human version of Morgana, the talking cat who accompanies Persona 5's protagonist. Screenshot shows a male character with a name that translate to, translates to handsome man, uh, who uses the term Wagahai, which was previously used by Morgana in the original game. And the game also has been overhauled for PlayStation 4 Pro. That's a big deal. Upgraded to 4K resolution. I can't oh, wait wow. to see how that this style of gameplay translates. Uh, there's also UI enhancements and quality of life changes, including a new menu dedicated to confidence and stats. Um, Atlas is going to reveal more about Royal on May 9th. And that's where we're at. So... Uh, let's just go with Bear real fast, and then because Gary's on the show, we'll, we'll go. First over thought, uh, I retweeted someone who had the best tweet of the screenshot of human Morgana that said, "I fucking hate that Morgana is hot. <laughs> it's so weird. What? Morgana's a cat. He shouldn't be a hot dude. Is a hot." Dude, cat. But isn't it, isn't it established in Persona 5 that Morgana is in some way, for some reason, is a human in a cat's body, right? Morgana doesn't know uh, his origins, uh, so he believes that he's a human that's stuck in this cat's body. Right. Um, there, I don't, because I know where you're at in the story, I don't want to say anything else besides okay. that. Um, and so the assumption is, is that he's a human, and he's trying to get back to his right. uh, human form. Um, and so... That's my first thought. The second thought is, holy shit, another semester. A whole other semester. Which is, it'll be interesting to see where they add that in the story, because I feel like the end of that, the end of the base game seems to be pretty set of, like, where the end of the game is, so I don't know. They're... Again, not to spoil too much for you, Gary, and uh, not and to spoil... And everybody out there. Yeah, and everybody out there. The game's been out <laughs> for Fran. two years, though. Um, no, don't even get me started on that BS. In two years. I'm going to spoil every You can never talk book. about it. You can never talk about it, because you Don't forget, there's it. a whole universe... We of, need to be in a safe place if we're going to talk about Let's not forget, it's there not may be a whole universe of Switch gamers out there that may be getting their version exactly. and haven't had a chance exactly. to play so it. Again, don't so, worry about that some time jump in the game at okay. one point um, so that it might be filling in those gaps 
Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. The new character looks awesome. Like you, you see her whole like Phantom Thieves uh, garb. Uh, as Kevin, well. can you pull stuff up on the show? Yeah, but I mean, I don't He's know. So this, comfortable. I don't go know to, this go game to Polygon. Yeah. Just front page and right oh, under oh, the top okay. stories. Okay. One of the top ones is Does Morgana Finally Become Human? Um, if you scroll into that, there's just a little photo, I believe. Yep, right there. Oh, yeah, right there. Right yeah. there. All right, and yeah. right below. It. I hate it. So, wait, is that Morgana? That's so Morgana, Morgana, yeah. That's so, Morgana. scroll down. It's a cute kitty right there. Scroll yeah. down. Is this. And that's human Morgana. Yep. <laughs> hot. It's like okay. a hot dude. Yeah. It says. Ekumon? Ekemon? What does that mean? I don't know. You either know how to read it or you don't. Don't pretend. Don't I'm, try, I'm close, don't man. Don't with me. All right. Well, anyway, um, I don't know. I'm excited. Rusty. Uh, this seems cool. I'm definitely going to pick it up when it comes to uh, America and to the West in 2020. I'm not surprised that that's a thing because that's the original release schedule for Persona 5 as well. Uh, Japan got it first. Everybody else got it second uh, because of localization stuff. And even after all of the time of lo localization for Western settings, there's still some stuff that doesn't translate super well to Western settings uh, in the Persona 5 base game, so I'm sure they want to be uh, try to um, take care of that. And then I'm excited to see it in 4K, even though like that game is so pretty that 1080 and 4K probably won't make it. But huge. wait, you're missing the the benefit, Bear. Do you play games in 4K? You have 4K I TV. I do. You will, I think. I mean, you're right. It looks good already, but the beauty of it is the game has that illustrated appeal, yeah. and when you up-res that to 4K, that's when it dope. really benefits. Yeah, it'll pop. I'll be it'll interested look so to see clean. if it like uh, if it has like HDR stuff in it as well, because that, that would be will cool. be cool to like see like more colors pop without like the artistic design in there would be yeah. super cool. It does. I mean, it sounds like a significant upgrade. Yeah, it doesn't sound just like a like a, a couple of bells and whistles, like a whole new semester, a whole new character. It feels like even so for me, it's perfect because we talked about this before the show. So I play. I got to about 90% of the way through Persona, almost finished it, and for some reason, I just drifted away from it. I think some, mm. some other game came out and took my attention away from it. Gotcha. But like I said, I had about 150. I was obsessed with Persona yeah. 5. I love it so much. It You're really is. out there writing Oliver or something, you know. <laughs> probably Dude, something else. But it was, my, it, it was my favorite game of that year. I loved it to death. I, we talked about how you just want to spend time in that world. The music and the graphical mm -hmm. aesthetic, it's so much fun. It's so beautiful. Now that this is coming out, I think this is what I'm going to do is wait for it to come out, start over from scratch, mm. and play the deluxe version version all the way through to the See, end. I'm, 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 all, I'm all for it. I don't have to redo it. I can just yeah. wait. So. But, but you got to do it, though, because you I, cannot miss out. Persona 5 no, is... I've been wanting to play it forever. Um, so this comes as very good news to me. Someone yes. who wasn't able to do it, there's a bigger reason to go back, play it, play it in 4K. Yeah. Um, but and also, friend, it's later. You guys were talking about Switch earlier. 2020. So there's another Persona 5 announcement coming tomorrow. I wanted to ask, what is PS5? S. P5S. P5S. So That's got to be the Switch version, right? We don't right? know what it is. Uh, they're going to talk about it tomorrow, but we don't know if they're going to fully reveal what it is tomorrow. There's a couple of different... It's 2 a.m. Or no. It'll be yeah, it's about 2 a.m. tomorrow be, in Japan. Yes. So it's tonight at 3 a.m.? No, it'll be 3 a.m. for us tomorrow. It'll oh. be... So it's about it's end of day uh, in their time tomorrow evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like. So yeah. I mean, what else? What else could it be? I mean, don't you feel fairly confident Persona it's a Switch Stadium. version? It could be a fighting game because Persona mm. Four had a fighting game. It would uh, suck. It would. That would suck. Uh, I mean, I, I've never played their fighting game. You already so I don't got talk Joker and Smash, so we yeah, maybe yeah, don't yeah. double tread on that um, one. So. And so, and then you got. Maybe Persona Five Scarlet. Well, we're we're a day away know. from that move. I know. You know. So let's wait for I'm that. Just so. Saying, if you want to wait for this, cool, but there also might be a Switch version. Sure, so. but it won't have these features very likely. But this that Barely. was the last important note, I think, was we've been speculating, you know, 
is Persona 5 exclusive? What's mm. going on? Is Sony paying for this? Well, it appears for the most part, exclusive content is uh, being done between the two companies or Atlas just really just favors first the PlayStation. But it seems like uh, maybe there's a reason that they're I've sticking with it. I've gone back and forth with a lot but, of people of like if there's exclusive deals yeah. between Atlas and Sony. And so, I think you're crazy if you, if you don't think there's like... Well, stuff and on the back end. There very well could be, I don't remember reading about this specifically, it could be background, or just general how supportive they are. We see companies like that get, um, they get buddy-buddy, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, yeah. and they just stick with them, but there's a bigger reason. But for money. By far, the PlayStation 4 has sold. <laughs> By far, and especially in Japan. So if you're gonna make a bet, yeah. why wouldn't you bet on that? Not that um, Switch isn't selling. I could be so. wrong. Send it in to you're wrong if I'm wrong, but I feel like I read somewhere, or I was talking to someone, where like PlayStation also did help with like the either the funding of this game or something like they did help with back end stuff. Yeah. So, so I feel like there's got to be some sort of deal where they if they're letting Persona 5 come to another console like Switch, they get to have a better version like the Royal. Right. The so Royal. we'll see tomorrow's update uh, on kind of funny games daily. There I think we'll hear that. Gary, uh, any last thoughts? Just that I really, I really do hope it does. I mean, I'm really excited about the Royal. I think you know, for for pe- for people like me that love the first game but want to, I'll happily do it all over again. I will definitely get the Royal. It's you know, it's for people that haven't had a chance to experience it. Now's the time to jump in. And I really, really oh, do hope it does come to the Switch because it's such a great game. You want you want as many people to have the chance to play it as possible. I think it's and it's perfect for the Switch as well. It yeah. takes you back to per- Persona Four Golden, right? I mean, it, if you think about it, Persona has a lot of handheld roots. Yep. So for it to be on the Switch makes perfect sense. It does. Uh, last thing I'll say before before I jump off is yeah, uh, we on. are recording the Persona 5 spoiler cast two and a half, two years and one month late uh, later today. So if you want to send in any questions about the game, if you're a big fan oh, awesome. and have any questions for myself, Joey Noel, uh, Jonathan Dornbush, and Lucy James, nice. uh, we will be uh, recording that later today. The deadline is like moments, uh, think, like as yeah, soon as you hear this. Two, three p.m. Right. So, so as soon as this video is up on YouTube, Patreon. get those questions in. If you got kind of funny games. I think there's a link okay. if you can if you want to send in questions. So there you go. All right, uh, Kevin. I'm thinking. Let's read through our sponsors first, and I'll come back to the news. Does that sound okay? Yeah, dude. All right, just a little heads up. We normally do it after the news, but I, I do want to make sure to get to our sponsors. We're uh, already deep into the show. Got to pay the bills. Uh, you know, again, speculating on anything with new rumors, etc. it's easy to get deep into that. But I want to tell you a little bit about the sponsors that helped make today's show possible. Let's start with Quip. Uh, the first sponsor is Quip. One of the most important things that we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth, yet most of us don't do it properly. Quip is the better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. People brush too hard, and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. A built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping guide a full and even clean. Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or even evenly. A multi-use cover mounts to your mirror and on mounts to slide over your bristles for on-the-go brushing, declutters your sink and cabinet, and makes traveling with an electric toothbrush easier. Quip doesn't require a clunky charger and runs for three months on one charge. Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star reviews. That's why Greg, Nick, and Tim love the Quip and why they are backed, uh, why Quip is backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. 
Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to Quip.com slash games right now, you get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack. Get Quip, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Our next sponsor is Experian. You know, the better your credit score, the easier it is to get stuff you want or less, the less you have to pay. So the question is, why is it so hard to raise your credit score? Now it won't be thanks to Experian. They've launched Experian Boost, a brand new way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. A higher credit score can help establish and get access to credit and preferred rates for things you want and need in life. Experian is on a mission to help boost America's credit score, which will help millions of people across the country build and get better access to credit. People all across America have already raised their credit scores with Experian Boost, and you should too. For the first time ever, paying your utilities and cell phone can instantly improve your credit score. Experian Boost works by giving you credit for the bills you're already paying through your bank, like water, gas, electric, cable, and cell phone. It used to take months to see your credit score rise a point or two. With Boost, you can increase your credit scores instantly. Boost is free to use and only available from Experian. Up until now, you've been paying for your utility and cell phone bills and not getting any credit for it. Well, now you can. Please talk of your own. uh, Yeah, sorry. That's a note of if uh, the the folks on the show have used Experian Boost. I think that's uh, other folks. That was a host note. So um, we can't believe, obviously, it's taken so long for somebody to do this. So what are you guys waiting for? Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. You can boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com slash KF Games. That is E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N dot com slash KF Games. Our next sponsor is Brooklinen, no stranger and supporter of the show. You spend one third of your life in sheets, so it's about time for a bedding upgrade. We know Greg loves his Brooklinen sheets. He talks about them all the time on the show, and you see all of his Porty Instagram photos with Porty wrapped in those lovely sheets. Brooklinen sheets were named the best of online bedding uh, in that category by Good Housekeeping. It was founded in early 2014 by husband and wife, Vicky and Rich Fulop. Their mission Make a five-star hotel quality sheet more affordable and easy to order. Luxury sheets without the luxury markup. Most bedding is marked up as much as 300%. Brooklinen is the fastest growing bedding brand in the world. Over 30,000 five-star reviews. Sheets don't just feel great, but they look great too. You can mix and match over 20 colors and patterns. And Brooklinen sheets are just the best, most comfortable sheets. We hear Greg talk about it all the time. So it's now it's time for your upgrade. Brooklinen.com is giving exclusive offers to our listeners. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code games at brooklinen.com. So again, that's a promo code games, plural. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get 10% off your first order and the free shipping is to use that promo code GAMES at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com with the promo code GAMES. Brooklinen, these really are the best sheets ever. All right. Let's Bill's get paid. back to the news. It's right. Stamped and paid. Thank you to our sponsors for the sport. But we got more big news to go. Yeah, what there's, else you got? There's so much of it. I'm realizing. 
Uh, it's a good day for us, Gary. Yeah, usually on Wednesday. I, I, I complained to Greg before that for some reason it's, I don't. Maybe because it's, it's the middle of the week. It's slump day. It's like it's a slumpy day. <laughs> but today it looks like there's some good stories. There's a lot. So um, uh, you worked with Colin Campbell in the past. Colin didn't you? Campbell is a very old friend of mine. Yes. Uh, very we, old. We, we worked. We worked together back in the UK in the future publishing days yeah. when I was at PC Gamer, and he um, uh, worked on uh, other journalist. titles there. And uh, we came yeah. over to uh, the United States roughly around the same time together, and worked together on uh, numerous magazines. And now Colin is. Um, very well-regarded voice at uh, Polygon. Polygon. Correct. Yeah, you worked for IGN for a, a spell and many places long in the past. I think it was at, remember FGN Online, Fastest Gaming News Online. I used to use that. It was basically like a Twitter feed yeah, for used to, and it used to be the, like used to be the editor of a, of a magazine called Games Business. Uh, yeah. He and I used to host a podcast together called Game Theory. Colin is like an old school old news, school. Like an old school news hound. Yes. Like he'll get you, he's, he'll get you the scoop. And that is the perfect segue. So, a scoop he has. He uh, and the team have been talking to the epic folks, uh, supposedly off the record, that the Fortnite team is under intense pressure and the work hours are off the charts. Here's how the story goes. It's a, it's a longer story you can catch over at Polygon, again by Colin Campbell. Uh, so the, the story goes like this. The popularity of Fortnite has been transformed uh, by epic, obviously. Um, Sorry, let me start that over. I've had a lot of caffeine because I was catching up on the Marvel I'm movies. I'm telling you, this is what happens when you do these shows early in the Take morning before we had a chance to really wake up. Popularity of Fortnite has been transformed, as we all know, by Epic Games, but the game's explosive growth has led to months of intense crunch for Epic employees and contractors, some of whom say they felt extreme pressure to work for grueling hours to maintain Fortnite's success and profitability, which has resulted in a toxic, stressful environment at the company. In dozens of interviews conducted by Polygon, over a period of several months, current and former employees say they regularly worked in excess of 70-hour weeks, with some reporting 100-hour weeks. Contract staff in Epic's Quality Assurance and Customer Service Department spoke of a stressful and hostile work environment in which working overtime, while officially voluntary, was an expected service to the company. Story goes on later, continuing, although contract staff was paid overtime, developers report this culture of fear in which they were expected to pull long hours as part of their job. Some reported suffering health issues after working consecutive months of 70-hour weeks. We're no stranger to these types of stories. Uh, let me just a few more quotes and then get your opinion, Gary. Polygon interviewed current and former employees of Epic, including full-time staff, managers, and contractors working in development. QA and customer service departments. QA is quality assurance, if you don't know. They all requested that their identities be protected for fear of retribution from Epic or other employees uh, in the games industry. Epic requires that current and former staff sign non-disclosure agreements limiting their ability to speak about the company's operations. Uh, here's one quote from an employee. I work an average of 70 hours a week. There's probably at least... Um, 50 or even 100 other people at Epic working those hours. I know people who pull 100-hour weeks. The company gives us unlimited time off, but it's almost impossible to take time off. If I take time off, the workload falls on other people, and nobody wants to be that guy. The biggest problem is that we're patching all the time. The executives are focused on keeping Fortnite popular as long as possible, especially with all the new competition that's coming in, end quote. Uh, representative, representative for Epic conceded 
that workers had endured extreme working hours. Quote from that representative, people are working very hard on Fortnite and other epic efforts, said a spokesperson in an email interview. Quote continues, extreme situations such as 100-hour work weeks are incredibly rare, and in those instances, we seek to immediately remedy them to avoid recurrence. The story continues. We just heard these stories about Anthem, work culture. We've been in the industry a long time. We've heard this a lot. What do you think is going on. You well, know, obviously, this is, a, this is it a, accurate for starters. You well, think? I mean, uh, who knows? I mean, if it comes from Colin's a very trusted source, like I said, he's a he's an old fashioned news reporter. You know, he's the he's he's, yeah, he's not just going to like go on thin rumors. No, no, no. This is this. I, I there's no way that Kotaku would have would have published a story of this Polygon. magnitude if they didn't have it. Sorry, Polygon wouldn't have. Uh, it was Kotaku who did the Anthem, Anthem story. I that's know. why that's, that's why I got it mixed up. Um, there's no way that Polygon would have published this if they this story would have been vetted. It would have been through their legal department. You know, they're not going to publish something because you get this wrong. You expose yourself to like maybe oh, yeah. Legal Legal exposure. So, um, I, yes, I believe the story. Um, and stories like this, are, uh, this particular story is obviously a huge one because it combines two things that are very big right now. One is these kind of human interest crunch stories. The Jason yeah. Troy's Anthem story was a huge deal. And doubly so, and, and rightly so, we should be shining a light. The, the Anthem story shone a light, as, as has been done many times in the past, on the human cost of making these mega, mega games, yeah. which is crunch, which is 100-hour weeks, which is basically... Yeah, a game comes out you, and... And yep. we just pan it and say, I didn't like it. What a waste of my money and time. Well, what about the other side? The people right. who the family. You, you know, you don't, you don't you don't see your family. You know, you don't have a life. You know, all you do is is, is and people burn out. Uh, there's there's a real physical, physiological, psychological, emotional cost to working this hard on anything. Yeah. Especially something that, and again, especially something which is so public. You know, you the, the idea that you're going shh, shh, like this, going, oh my god, I'm killing myself. And then over on this screen, you've got like a Twitter feed or a community board of people going, ah, fuck you guys, this isn't good enough. Yeah. Like, how do you get out of bed in the morning? Like, it's, it's, it, yeah. must, it must it must take such a toll. This obviously is a particularly big story because, again, you're combining all of that human interest stuff, which is very much in the in the in under the microscope right now, with Fortnite, which is, you know, the biggest game out there, essentially. Yeah. So this is a huge, huge story. I think it's an amazing scoop uh, that Colin has got. Um, the question is, just think about this for a second. We talked about 70 mm -hmm. to 100 hour weeks. People that work a nine to five job, <coughs> that's a 40 hour week. Yeah. Now imagine now imagine working hours a day. now imagine working double that. Yeah, and there think you go. about easier way to put it. So like let's say for example you said it's like somewhere between 70 and 100. Let's say for example 80 hours a week. Yeah. Imagine working double the hours that you yeah. do in your nine to five job. You you're barely sleeping, you're barely seeing your family, you're working weekends, you have no life at all. And there's, there's, there's got, again, there's, that's got to be a cost, not just for you, but your friends and family, your loved ones. Like, this has a yeah, massive like, ripple effect. I think it's like six days a week, 14 hours a day kind of thing. I mean, that's insane, right? And um, I think it's a particular... 100 is... is Really insane. It's insane. I mean, I mean, you're basically that's that, seven you're like sleeping a bag in the office at that point. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's how bad it is. I mean, you know, a hundred is no joke. It's yeah. a, again, there's like how many how many hours are there even in a week? Like not many more than a hundred. Yeah. So like you're not going anywhere. Um, I think that it's a particular problem. It's not just a big story because it's Fortnite, but it's a particular problem because it's Fortnite. Because look, Fortnite is the million dollar, the billion dollar baby, right? It's they hit on something huge and they're making a fortune. Tim Sweeney is worth something like $7 billion personally now. Yeah. It made him a billionaire many times over. Yeah. There's there's a huge, huge amount of money in Fortnite. At the same time, you've got Apex Legends and other competitors nipping yeah. at your heels. Nobody knows how long Fortnite's going to be yeah. number one, how long it's going to be this, mon this, this, this money printing machine. Investors are counting on you to grow, so not, not huge, blow up and then 
a huge amount of pressure both from the investors both from the company and also from the player base again if you if, if the if the game starts to slip even a little people will just go somewhere else there's no loyalty people will go to apex legends or yeah. whatever the, the next thing is that comes out in a couple of months of course. and so they've stumbled onto this thing that makes them a huge amount of money and they're and they're terribly worried that if they don't keep up the pace keep up the momentum that billion dollar gravy train is going to come yeah. to an end so yeah, and- the pressure is huge yeah, the two the two things that stood out to me in this story, um, actually backing up, agree with you. The fact that it's a story on Fortnite, the world's biggest game, um, is where Colin did an awesome job in the team over at Polygon. Uh, Anthem is absolutely one thing, and that was a big story. Come on the heels of that and take the biggest game and highlight this again. There's talk of workers unionizing, and there's uh, groups out there trying to get that to happen, so things like this don't happen. But the things that stick out in the story to me are, number one, what we hear in a lot of office culture. You're probably sitting at work right now or you came home from work or um, thinking about going in and you're like, it's just the culture. I don't wanna let my team down. My bosses didn't say I had to stay, but like, how can I get away from The email keeps piling in. So unfortunately, um, and I, I can, I've worked uh, you know, full-time for many years and it just happens sometimes. Uh, and especially in this industry, it's just very common to work a lot. So that's the problem unless you make it, um, and I said this about anthems. It's not just you can't elect one person for work culture. And hey, guys, it's it, it's Tequila Friday in the in the break room, and that doesn't do enough. You literally need to break into these people's work lives and address it. You can't you can't allow them to face the fear and the pressure of saying, "I, I know I have unlimited time off." That's what it says. They, they get paid for overtime, more money, unlimited time off. It's your choice. Well, guess what? They forcibly, as I've seen and experienced with, I've hired probably 100 people in my time, you have to actually step into their lives and make it stop and be willing as an executive to say, here's how we're going to make it stop. It's very difficult. Uh, And the last note I want to make there, Tim Sweeney has been pretty excellent lately of being outspoken, not fearful of apparently investors, et cetera. Um, I, I hope we get to hear from Tim and can he truly as someone who's built this company, you know, from the ground up, like, can he step in and help make a difference? Well, I think you, I think you make a couple of very, very good points. One is it's interesting that note that you that, that you uh, mentioned in the um, <coughs> excuse me <coughs> in the story there about how Epic allows people to have unlimited time off, but the, the employees are, are putting the onus on themselves. Like, how can you, if everyone else is crunching, how can you be the one guy that says, okay, guys, I'm off for a week. Like, you wouldn't, you'd come back feeling yeah. ashamed. Everybody right? else you, wants that. Nobody, nobody wants to be the guy that lets the side down. That's so right. they're all, there's, so that's, 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 Epic kind of get, gets to get away with it. But say, hey, no one's forcing you to stay, but they know that no one's going to step away from their desk when all their colleagues are working so hard. Yeah. So that's a little bit sneaky. Um, but I mean, here's, here's it, what I think. What? What's up, Kevin? Say, isn't that like, Kind of like the the office mentality. Like it, I've I've <coughs> multiple times worked very like we don't clock our hours, but uh, yeah. like a lot. I, you I, do work a lot. I've sometimes. had issues where like the computer broke the day of the first day of E three streaming. Yeah, and me too. <laughs> like I was here for a full twenty four hours trying to solve it. And it was like no one was like making me and like. No, no you, do what you, you, your job. you do what you got to yeah. do because you're a team player. Yeah, but there exactly. comes a point when the work is so now. So you just said that was that was an isolated case. Now imagine it's like that every that's day of the week. That's a true emergency. Yeah, because that's yeah. yeah. Imagine, but imagine it's, but it's that like, emergency every day. Of the week. I mean, that's I, the I don't have to imagine it. Like that's Paula has worked at at, at uh, you know at ILM before, and um, the cultures that build yeah, up, right? It, it it's, happens. It's j- certain jobs. I feel like you go in knowing, hey, there's this thing that exists called crunch time. And when it comes around, like, uh, you know, we talk about it and prepare and well, some like she's has worked 
not a hundred hour weeks, but very close to that. And it's just, I, I don't know. I think that like are, she, wait, she you... chose to do that job and she knew and was aware that that's what she, so, you know, signed up for. But here's, but here's the problem though. People are, people often by, by decide, by making that, even though, even though no one's forcing them, it's their own mm-hmm. voluntary choice. They will sometimes work themselves into an early yeah. grave. Yeah. And then some here's 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 yeah. the point I want here's but the point it, I want to raise. Shouldn't the onus be on the person to be like I can't do this. I'm pushing myself Yes, too hard. but but again, but, but no but but nobody yeah. wants to be the person that yeah. feels like they're letting the side down or they're they're the first to crack or whatever. So here's how I think you might be able to here's my here's my wacky mm. solution for how you would you might be able to get around that. And this is not, this is not necessarily just for for video games, but let's start there. Like the big places like BioWare <laughs> at Epic where teams are crunching and there's and there are issues of are people working themselves too hard and it starts it starts to become counterproductive, and there's a, there's a human toll. Here's what here's an, here's one idea. What if big companies had um, a dedicated person or a dedicated department, or I mean, even Team, if it was just yeah. one person that was like the like the employee well-being czar, and it was their job to make sure that employees are not fucking killing themselves. I don't just mean like an HR person. I mean someone that actually monitors employee health and mental health and you know, anyone can come in and talk yeah. about how they're doing and there's no recriminations, no blowback, no one's going to get up to upper management. People can talk freely to that, to that department about how they're feeling. And here, and, and, and actually, I think even some sometimes like more proactive intervention, like even just from monitoring the team, even if no one, because sometimes, sometimes people don't want to come in and complain or yeah. be, the, be the squeaky wheel. They just get on with it until the next thing you know, they're dead at their fucking desk. So I would like to see a situation where like as the, well, the quote-unquote well-beings are, you might bring someone into your office and say, We've been watching you for the last couple of weeks. You're fucking killing yourself here. You take the next week off, and it's and and, I'm, and it's not optional. You you are not welcome here in the office for the next week. Go and fucking rest for a week yeah. and come I, back. There needs to I think there needs to be more proactive intervention because employees aren't going to police it themselves. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, I think these things do exist in some ways now. The power they have or how it's dealt with, I think. Is I think it's something that falls under the general auspices of HR, but I think there should be a, a, a more specific it, focus on it. It. T- it tends to be a, a powerless affair and like how do you really implement yourself because like I can tell you in HR, you're not going to undercut an executive team by mandating that somebody takes time off. So I have some thoughts on that. First of all, I will say, and back to Kevin's point, you become a victim of yourself because of victim of because of the culture, you become a victim of yourself. And that is what becomes interesting. You run into this loop where it's like, I'm tired and overworking myself, but that's just the culture here. And everybody starts doing it. So yeah, you need a solution, but I would say it starts with each team's managers and managers of managers. You have to have a culture just within itself that people can speak up and be like, that's it guys. Like we're not, we're not gonna patch next week or whatever it is. Um, and that's my suggestion to Epic to take this seriously before it gets out of hand. I know in the industry it's common, but uh, the May 30 or whenever Memorial Day is uh, end of the month it's coming up but uh, just take a week off patching and whatever you need to do lose the money you can afford it and like truly mandate I'm, start with that to set the tone and say look we're, we're going to take a hit and I know you, I can't even stop some people from getting out of the office so everybody's out you're out this week shut I mean servers are running and it's not totally realistic but you get my point and then beyond that folks of Tim Sweeney's level, executive level, need to be able to step in and say, hey, um, you're going home and we're not patching this week and this week. And you've got to take a step back occasionally. No, I agree. That's, and that's, we'll and that's what hand. I mean about kind of more proactive intervention, whether it's on a case-by-case or a wholesale basis. No worries. They need, yeah. they, they need to do They've more like, you on the show, they need to do more like that. 
um, otherwise the cycle is never going to end. Again, I think the reason why that's less likely to happen at a game like Fortnite is the same reason why streamers really work, you know, stream themselves into kind of mental health problems because they worry that if they don't stream 24-7, if they, if they take a day off, they'll just someone, those, those, Friend, those, yes. the audience will go to someone else's channel and maybe they'll never come back. So yeah, we, we, have, we have real issues of... of um, of, of health and well-being in the streamer community because yeah. people feel like they can never take totally. their foot off so the gas. It, somebody needs to do something. Kevin? I, I was just going to say, right now, you're exhausted because you've stayed up to watch <laughs> Endgame. <laughs> it's true. And, and, but like, like, and that's just oh, one God. example of you pushing yourself. And I streamed and, yesterday, yeah. yeah I mean, and you, how many times have you stayed up streaming oh, extremely yeah. late? It's just one of those things where it's like we but, all... But it, you become a victim of the culture. The reason I'm doing it... You know, when I had a full-time job and it wasn't my full-time job, it was a creative outlet because I didn't have time for it. So that's what I, you know, it's the reason that I left IGN. It's like, how do I find this balance? By the way, it's it's super hard. How do you oh, monitor absolutely. yourself creatively? And so it's a much longer discussion, but I just think the point is, uh, I'm glad that it's happening on the level of Fortnite, but we do need to see things happen. I mean, unionization, you know, happens and things can get more grave. I mean, if you get unionization and developers step out, I mean, we're talking. We desperately need unionization. It's, yeah. it's a whole other discussion, but my personal belief as a member of a union, of a creative yeah. uh, uh, workers union, I desperately believe that we need unionization in the game industry. In the meantime, I would ask the question, I understand why it's not possible at somewhere like Bioware or EA, um, where the purse strings are very tightly held, but at somewhere like Epic, where they're making so much money they don't, they don't even know what to do with it. To, can't you, to some extent, just throw money at the problem? I know it's not going to completely ameliorate it, but hire, hire more people. Spend some of the huge amounts of you, money that you're making. You know that's not easy, Garrett, because if I just say, dude, like you're you're working overtime on your script, your stream, blah, 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 just hire more people. Right. right, right. It doesn't work that way. You now have to read everything they do. Uh, right. Hiring teams that you can trust in and training them takes years right. sometimes and so on. You have like three stories after this. I know. I'll, <laughs> I'll move quick. How tight are we today? Uh, I mean, it's, you know. You told me I could go over sometime, but yeah, I know. Okay, we're moving on. Over, All right, let's move on. Yeah. No, no, no. I know. And I, by the way, I was checking be. to see when his sweat. I already read the ad. But when he was like, guys, like, we got to go. So. Let's let's go back to this topic. I think it'd be a great discussion for Gamescast or otherwise. Um, so let's get into another time. Very fast note. If you haven't, check on Twitter for the latest Fortnite teaser. It is one of my favorite skins, the legendary skin, the Raptor. It's the dude with the shovel. And he's got Iron Man. Uh, Tony Stark jets on his hands. It looks Marvel like he's coming up, right? That's tomorrow. We're just going to find out what it is. But it looks like you might be able to hover around or do things like that and play as that character. Maybe you get to be Iron Man fly around as one character oh I don't God. know so what if cool. that's one of the powers Thanos last year one person got to be it it was a game mode so I think we're going to see a limited time game mode uh, I guess we'll we'll find out um, another just story I wanted to mention we've been talking about it a lot on the show our NPD sales are finally in there's been discussion of how's, how did Anthem do this year what about Division is it selling well well as it turns out uh, Division was number one on the list um for March 2019, and that was just topping Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. We don't know the exact numbers, but that was a big deal for Division 2. So it's interesting to see that it's selling well. Hopefully it's playing well. We play a lot of it. I, as someone who plays a lot, I'm glad to hear that it's selling well, because the more it sells, the more they'll continue to support it. Exactly. Um, one important note, though, is that uh, NPD does just track physical sales, and it does get digital data from publishers, but not every company participates. So you never really know. Maybe, you know, give or take, Sekiro could have outsold it. But either way, it's way up there. It's not small. Uh, number 11 um, on the list was actually uh, Anthem. 
So that was interesting. It almost made the top 10 in terms of sales. So it's definitely not a total bomb from a sales standpoint. Uh, and there's a lot more data in here. Check it out. Uh, quarter one, top 10, Kingdom Hearts 3 in Division 2. And Anthem was number three on uh, the first quarter, top 10. Um, and as well, if you count March 2018 to this year, Red Dead Redemption, of course. But Black Ops 4, NBA 2K19, Smash Brothers Ultimate. That's the last, you know, 365 Yeah, I saw, I saw a little note on Smash Brothers Ultimate today that said it's actually now the third best-selling Switch title after um, uh, Breath of the Wild and Mario Kart 8. Yeah, we keep it's funny that the sales numbers and the reports change sometimes, but it's like huge seller. Mario Kart is just a monster, um, but those are all selling very well. But importantly, spending on hardware has dropped 15% compared to March 2018, uh, which is about 282, I believe, uh, million. Um, and for the first quarter, it's down 13% to 759 million. Uh, so we know that end of hardware life cycle, that's when we start to see the cues for, you know, where's PlayStation 5? Where's Xbox uh, One 2 or whatever the hell they're going to call it this time? Or yeah. The Xbox, the Facebook, whatever it is. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. So those are some top sales I want to let everybody know uh, that is far away as Xbox, whatever it is, is so far away. Gary, where would I go? to <laughs> find out what is the line. I'm totally off today. Where would I go to find out what is in the mom and grop shops today? The official list of, you'd think I would have this off book Me by too. now. I screwed the up, official guys. list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. That's right. A lot of caffeine, nope, not nope, enough nope. sleep. Oh. Were you up late watching Ant-Man or something? Is that the Right. Da, da, da. Sorry, there's a jingle in there, too. I do apologize, folks. I'm hopped up on caffeine. It's a lot of exciting news, and He's I'm trying caffeinated. to catch up on Marvel. And I have one more movie to go, Captain Marvel, today in theaters. Yeah, I got caught up yesterday. We yeah. uh, we had two. We had Ant-Man and Captain Marvel. Right we, there, we finally got caught up. Thursday night, Kev. We're all going. Okay, out today. Unknown Fate on Xbox One. SteamWorld Quest. Hand of Gilgamesh on Switch. Uh, the next few are on Switch. Agilos. Deponia. Theater Tales. Coming to PC is Dia Crisis or Dia Crisis. Time Loop Fighters on PC. Kid Baby. Star Child on PC. And Funny Bunny Adventures on PC and Mac. All right, let's take one reader mail in here. Um, I think we already extensively talk about the work culture stuff. So let's see. Um, uh, let's go with the question from... I'm trouble deciding. Let's take the question from Blake on a different topic. So Blake says, Hey, Fran and Gary, early in the week, Greg and Andrea mentioned Crystal Dynamics Avengers game and questioned whether it'd be connected to the MCU or not at all. It's a shame I don't watch live and couldn't. You're wrong, them, since I know that the game will instead be connected to Marvel's Gameverse, which is a separate from MCU. In fact, Marvel's Spider-Man has recently begun its comic tie-in, City at War. Therein lies my question. What are your thoughts on video game, comics, whether that be adaptation or supplemental? Personally, I've enjoyed the God of War, Division, Bloodborne, and Turok comics because they tell unique stories in worlds I love. City of War is less exciting, in my opinion, since it adapts the game's story, but is still fun to read. Speaking of comics... I'm loving Oliver, Gary. Great oh, job. You. Issue number three was awesome in all caps. And I can't wait for issue four next month. Glad Gary, you're enjoying it. Thank you. Thoughts on 
comics and video games? I don't. So, I mean, I read comics, but I don't tend to read uh, uh, video game spin-off comics. It's, it's rare for me to encounter a video game that I'm so into the lore that I'll go away and read the novels and the comics and all the spin-off yeah. stuff. Usually I feel like, you know, hopefully that stuff should be baked into the game experience itself. It's nice that there's other stuff out there for people that really, really want to drown in the mythology, but that's that's not my cup of tea. I do think he raises an interesting point as well about how like the Marvel video games are kind of like like the Spider-Man PS4 game which I loved was an interesting like what it wasn't MCU because obviously that Peter Parker is a different Peter Parker from the MCU mm-hmm. but they have the Avengers Tower they have a bunch of stuff that kind of feels like it is in the MCU it's MCU in tone it kind of isn't it isn't I'm trying I, I kind of I guess I like the fact that the video games have the opportunity to chart their own course but I would also like to see video games that are canonically uh, compatible with the MCU. I don't see why the MCU could not uh, expand out into the video game space. Yeah, and I think it was like a general question. Um, you know, what did you just think of comic? You know, video game comics. I don't get to keep up with comics, but I I, I think it's great. I mean, I think the more expansion that you can do in a universe is great. Um, and and we've seen that even in Destiny, which is something I love. I know the fans love it, but it does have to be done well. Yeah, and the novelizations like are out there too. There's a God of War novelization. There's a there's a spinoff division novel that's out there right now. Again, for yeah. people that are like really, really, really into the lore, it's it's great that they can go find extra stuff outside of the games to really immerse themselves in. Exactly. Um, okay. Well, let's move on to you're wrong. Make sure that we uh, didn't screw anything up. The first thing is I didn't realize that required reading yesterday um, was discussed around the Fortnite story. That was like, I think, a quick mention. And uh, maybe it was even in depth, though. We took it in depth today, though. So thanks for the doubling down on it with us. It is an important topic. So thanks for pointing that out. Um Ill Grill Chill says a week has 168 hours. So yeah, if you only okay. have 68 for sleep and eating and everything else, it's just not much. You can do yeah. the math that whatever, it's it's only a small percentage of yeah, time. Yeah, the vast majority of your waking hours, you're not doing anything but working. Yeah. And that's, there's no way that that's healthy. And there's no way that ultimately, it's, it's not just bad for human beings, but it's ultimately bad for the product. You're not going to be doing your best work. Yep. Um, Kebab says at Way to Digital, we had someone similar to Gary's crunch consultant role who looked after employee mental health. It's I like that. Just a note, but that I do think is great. Um, and let's see. What else did we miss in here? I think we said Royale. That was probably my bad. So thank you, Yoder. It is Persona 5 Royal, Royal not, not Royale, Royale um, with cheese. That's my bad. You did miss the squad up, too. Yes. Let me get back to that in just a second. Um, Don't you do squad up? Do we do squat up before you're you, wrong? You normally yeah. do, yeah. Okay. But I'm meaning I'm trying to accelerate and make sure that I knew this was going to take a little Just bit of time. Just cut the fat, dude. I get Let's it. see. Uh, Lord of <laughs> Pwn says the Nintendo Switch dock MSRP is eighty nine ninety nine, but it is frequently on sale. Right, so right. It, I think it actually and that's, went th- up It's in a piece price. of plastic. There's no way that, that that's what it costs. It costs <laughs> anything like that. I think you're right about that. Um, what else did we maybe miss in here? Memorial Day is Monday, May 27th from Ill Girl Chill. Thank you very much. And... There was a lot of notes today, but I'm trying to find out if... Get the good ones, dude. If there's... Yeah, no, you got to read like 50 entries. You got it, man. I'm proud of you. Uh, Olive Party makes a really interesting note. I said, oh, like, do you have to play handheld mode? Super Mario Party does not support handheld mode and requires the Joy-Cons to be removed. Ah, so, so some, there you go. Okay, so there are some games, major Great titles. Great note, Olive Party, yeah. So okay. it seems very unlikely that you would see... 
them not sell Mario Party on that you know platform, or maybe they would have to adapt they, it. They, they don't want the confusion of people buying yeah, games. I think so they, right. they don't want to have to play it, put a sticker on the thing that says like not compatible with the yeah. Switch Slim or whatever. Um, thank you to Axel360 on sales number as of September 30th. I don't have what the source was, but says uh, that allegedly the 2DS had sold. 9.68 million units. So, I mean, not a lot compared to, you know, 50, 60, 70 million type uh, things. So, okay, let's get back to the squad up. Thank you for getting your squad ups in. I will tell you doing kind of funny games daily quite a bit. There's usually not a lot of them. So if you want to play games with other people, where do they head, Kevin? Um, oh, you got me, buddy boy. <laughs> you can actually uh, just write it in with, it's the same as the reader mail. So submit it as part of that. And uh, if you're a Patreon member as well, you can, you can get your questions in on the show. So today's squad up is on the Xbox One and it comes from Robert Mims. That's wow, we usually don't see, almost always PlayStation. That's, you know, that's, that's the down to Greggy. That is. That's Greggy. Gary's here that's to represent. Greggy with his PS bias. Robert Mims. That is R-O-B-E-R-T-M-I-M-M-S. Says, hello, Fran and Gary. Hope you're both well. I just got an Xbox One S bundled with Division 2 as a birthday ah. gift yesterday, and I'm in dire need of agents and best friends to play the Division and or Master Chief Collection, Gears, Crackdown, etc. Any and all are welcome. Robert Mims with 2M in Mims. It's been a packed show. That's his game attack, just Robert Mims. Just Robert okay. Mims. That's it. So that's it for this today's show. Unless I missed anything, Gary or Kevin. No, I mean, yeah. I, I, we need we need we need <laughs> to get out. Right? We need out. to get out of here. Yeah. No, let's let's riff for a while, Kevin. You what do you think? I'm proud of you. Exactly. Now it's been Gary's hippie, you know? an awesome show today. Um, really good discussion. I hope to be back here with Gary soon. Always and best, a pleasure. Best friends as always. It's been awesome, and Gary even more so in person. It has been a pleasure. We'll see y'all next time.